Hey everybody, welcome to Four Feckless Friends, a show where four friends talk to each other about stuff. That's right, we're just four guys who know each other from a long time ago, and we're looking for an excuse to get together on, on the phone, talk about some issues that we find are relevant in our lives, and include you in the conversation. I'm Finney, and I sell beer in Michigan. Next up, I'd like to introduce you to Ben. Hi, I'm Ben. Uh, I work in banking in Minneapolis, Minnesota. Rudy? Next up, Rudy. <laughs> uh, hi, everyone. My name is Rudy. I am a bread salesman, and I live in St. Paul, Minnesota. <laughs> Mike? I'm, I'm Toski. I sell shit in Ohio. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Sweet. Well, I'm glad we all got together on a Friday this time, moved it around, um, and we've got all four of the feckless friends here. What we do here is we got uh, we like to center around some standardized questions that kind of form a framework for us of the things that like friends want to know each other, about each other's lives. First of all, the question I want to ask to the group here is, what has gone well for you in the last month? As in... Something you're really proud of, something you're happy with the way you're going, um, something that that that, uh, that you're that you're happy with in your life lately. Anybody got something? Yeah, I guess I'll jump in real quick, uh, Finney. Um, so Minnesota, we've had like some really crazy weather over the last month or so, um, and. Through that period, I was able to actually grow some grass in my backyard. So, you know, um, typically, you know, you need like a very like somewhat stable climate, at least during like the germination period. And we had like really good weather, say about two weeks ago, like one day of just like immaculate like spring weather. And, you know, it was all about getting outside, clearing up the debris from the winter and just going after it, especially in Minnesota, having like a super hard, harsh winter. Um, so I was able to plant some grass seed, knowing that it was going to be somewhat like decent weather continuously like after that. So I felt it was the right time to do it, kind of get the jump on it. And then, of course, there was snow possibilities, horrible rains, freezing temperatures, no sunlight, nothing. And despite all that, I actually have some grass growing in my backyard right now. Fuck yeah. That's so, amazing. <laughs> it was pretty, yeah. But um, I guess really what that proved to me is if I actually, you know, set out to do, you know, because you still have to, you're checking on it, you're watering it, you're, you know, you're looking at the weather. Is it going to be nice? Is it not? Um, trying to plan a little bit around that. And especially like with the conditions that we've had in the last two weeks, it's been ridiculous mostly rain freezing ground temperatures and um despite all that i managed to grow grass but the lesson i guess learned was the fact that like oh that's right i can still like set a goal and like reach that goal despite everything else that's going on in my life <laughs> that's awesome I, I i love it because uh, uh i mean any listeners who might hear this should know all four of us have worked for a company that sells grass seed so we dig it right <laughs> and two of us ben and i ran a lawn mowing and land care company and, and so we can all appreciate a freaking good lawn uh 
that's that's really cool i was uh with a, a a friend lately who bought a house and he asked me to come out and pick out a lawnmower with him uh, i got to do some pretty quality manning around that was pretty great has <laughs> <laughs> your dog tearing it up or what no i mean i i guess um i don't know if you guys have seen like the movie like jurassic park or jurassic world but essentially that's like what my backyard looks like right now it's just a zoo back there what um i mean it's just ridiculous i mean with this we've kind of just let it go over the last couple years and with having the two kids there's really not a lot of time to really get out there and like knock it out so this is kind of like the beginning this is like the year where we're gonna really make an attempt to plant a garden you know, level some stuff out, get rid of like some debris and hostas. I don't know about you, but I fucking hate hostas. I spent like a good portion of my summer last year just like ripping out fucking hostas. Such a pain in the ass. I think they're still coming back this season, so we'll see what happens. Damn near impossible to kill a hosta. I had some accidental grass that grew. So, um, in like October, so like well after I could reseed it, the um, U.S. wireless or, or U.S fiber came through there's a bunch of trenching on our street so they like tore up i don't know five by 25 foot stretch in my front yard just down to the black dirt or whatever and this was october so they threw a bunch of the contractors mix on there and they put down the uh you know that netting on top of it and then like, like snowed over the next week and i was like all right well that's cool so now you have the project for the spring so whenever you know starts getting a little warm here so i go down there and take the the netting off and then it's like holy shit, there's actually pretty good grass growing. So actually, that was a nice little surprise. I was like, hey, I don't have to do a big of a project because I thought I was going to have to do it in the spring. So that was a nice little find, a little Easter, Easter uh, miracle. I think the grass comes up the best sometimes when you just fucking put it down through all that freezing stuff. Like, mm-hmm, I've sure. had the best luck sometimes when I put grass seed down in, like, November, December, and then it just, like, comes up on its own, like, it would in nature or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was pleasantly surprised. It was very nice. We, right you guys this. We, we just sold uh, sold some grass seed to a dollar store, and, it, and they got like 15,000 doors. And we, we we sold it in as a uh, perennial rye, and the dude didn't know, the buyer didn't know that his, the grass seed he's buying now is all annual rye. And we were trying to explain, well, annual rye only comes up one time a year. Every year selling them like they got to come back every year and buy it and at first he's like well that's a good thing right they, they gotta buy it and come back and apply it i'm like well consumer experience isn't that good so we, we brought you something that's uh that's even better and uh he, he didn't get it but then when it finally clicked he's like oh shit I, i've been fucking over my customer how dumb his customer is right <laughs> Uh, what uh, retailer was it? Do you know? Uh, a, a dollar store that has a <laughs> sweet. I'll ask you after the sale. I want to get some of that. Is it is it uncoded too or what? I want some of that uncoded shit. So the the way that we we do our after the expiration date goes by, we dump it into a pile, and so we have this big pile of um of like un unguaranteed seed because it doesn't germinate past 80 percent so normally our pile is worth like half a million dollars or something like that but we've had a growing pile and it's 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 become a big problem huge (laughs) grass that we sell 
So what we what we told these guys is normally you can't sell any below eighty five percent germination. But if we put it on the bag and tell you that we're selling you something that's eighty percent germination, that good. So we, so the way we got to a pretty low dollar cost, like a ten dollar bag of crap, uh, some a big unfinished stuff with some stuff germinated at lower rate. So <laughs> that's I'll, I'll go buy that grass seed. You gotta let us know after the after the call. <laughs> <laughs> we um with our with my company, we also service uh, several of the dollar store chains. And for the drivers, you know, they have to go to you know, some of them have to, especially out in the country, you have to go to maybe like three to five of these places, like twice a week. And it's kind of a pain because you go in, you gotta check in, you gotta put your load together, and it, it takes a little bit of time. And realistically for them, there may be, because it's kind of commission-based, it's like base plus commission, but it's like guaranteed commission. So when they stop there and spend like a half hour to like do everything, they're maybe only getting like $12 to do all that work. Um, so they hate it. They despise <laughs> it, you know. Uh, they just absolutely despise it. But when we looked at the numbers just in the midwest it actually adds up to like maybe like 12 million dollars annually worth of business so it is like a pretty good chunk of change but when you when you're granularly looking at it you know just, just right in your face it's like oh this is nothing you know it's like a hundred dollar a week account but then when you add them all up it's like well no that's like real dollars like we got to take care of this customer it's it's, it's interesting I just heard a podcast about dollar stores and how they're the fucking scourge of America because they're in places that either are too far from Walmarts or are poor, and they do all they sell is like the food that you shouldn't eat. And because there's so many of them, there's no grocery stores because they undercut them. So like it's just like a it's a place where people go to buy food because they don't have anywhere else to go, but the food sucks. No offense to you, Fred Rudy. They, no, they. <laughs> They say actually it's a sign of the like if you're talking like small town America, if you have a dollar store in your town, like especially if it's a national chain, it's actually a sign that your town is like not prospering, like actually doing really bad. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this podcast was about a town that uh, in, they got eleven dollar stores in one town, and they're like, "This has to stop." Eleven dollar store. Oh my gosh. Yeah, um, Mike. Anything go really well for you in the last month? Anything that you're really happy with or proud of? I, I learned how to do option trading. Well, maybe. <laughs> I made money for trading options. Mike found a new way to gamble. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for your advice yesterday, by the way. Super excited. Isn't options trading how the Great Depression started? And also, Mike, you're fading in and out. Something's going on if you're like, can, uh, I don't know. <laughs> oh, really? All right. It's better now. But. It is It is a very high-risk, uh, high-reward type of type of gambling that's legal and awesome. <laughs> <laughs> what'd, you, what'd you bet on? <laughs> Mike, sorry. What'd you say? What'd you bet on? What'd you What'd you put the option on? 
Uh, Apple. Um, I bet, so I bet the Apple option. So the way options work is you, you pick a date and a price that it's going to be at. So Apple announced their earnings on a, on Monday or Tuesday. And everyone thought they were going to be down. They're going to go down a lot. So stock was diving. And I bet that they had a 205 price spot. And after their things released, they, uh, they killed it. They were up like 10%. And for 2x, what I, I bought like the option for $2 at then, and I sold it for $8.50. Nice. So you made like six bucks a share? Yeah, so it's it's basically you buy insurance, I guess, against the uh, the stock. I, I'd be lying to you if I told you I really know what it meant. But. It's cool. I don't really know how Baccarat works either, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> put it on the table. <laughs> Let's see what happens. <laughs> it worked, though. It worked this month. <laughs> Sweet. Um, uh, oh, that, that's fun I, I'm excited to, to do some things with my stocks uh, based on our conversation <laughs> yesterday um, uh, so uh, I, I had something cool happen this month um, you guys know my a- academic career is not exactly stellar <laughs> um, I, uh, I didn't graduate from college or anything but I got my first scholarship to a thing uh, this just like a couple weeks ago so I was Googling around about psychedelics and wellness and stuff, like as I do, and uh, Here we go again. saw that there was this conference in Madison called the International Forum on Human Consciousness. And this speaker is there, uh, Robin Carhart-Harris, who's like one of the lead psychedelic researchers. He's featured in... In Michael Pollan's book, How to Change Your Mind, he's at the Imperial College in London, um, and he, he does all these studies on addiction and uh, depression with psilocybin. He's administered LSD. He's one of the first person to use that in treatments uh, in the modern era. Anyway, he's got great TED Talks, all that shit. And so I, I'm like, look at it. I'm like, this thing is not advertised anywhere. I don't even really know how I came across it. And I see how much it is and when it is, and it, it's it's right after my work meeting in Chicago. It's like the next day, and it's like four hundred dollars. So I go to sign up, and I see that there's an option to get scholarships. And I'm like, what the hell? You know, if I could go for free, why not? So I write a little letter that just says like, hey, I'm a beer salesman who had to quit drinking like a year and a half ago because I got pancreatitis, and I used hallucinogens in an intentful and mindful way to help me still be able to do this without drinking and um and that really has helped me a lot i'm trying to learn about it and share that with with people and, and i really want to do what i can to further this field um and and the question the questions they asked in the scholarship was like why do you want to do this and how will you share this with people when you go back to your, where you come from and then for that i was like Oh, uh, you don't have to worry about me sharing it with people. What I do to, for, for a living is like talk to various strangers all week long. And <laughs> I literally can't stop talking about this shit. Like whether it's appropriate or not, I can't stop. So don't worry about it. So they said they gave me a hundred and forty dollars scholarship. Damn. Tight. Yeah. So for like four hundred dollars, I got like a hundred forty off. 
So then I wrote right back, and I, I was talking to a coworker about it, and they're like, hey, are we, are we giving him beer? And I said, well, we should. So <laughs> I, I emailed him, like, thank you so much for the scholarship. That's so cool. Hey, I saw you had a dinner. I'd love to donate beer for that. Please just let me know. I can bring a bunch up. And they said, oh, well, that's amazing. If you donate beer, whatever you donate – we can take that off the rest of your bill. Nice. So I replied like, "Oh, I can bring like thirty cases." <laughs> <laughs> so, so they uh, uh, they said that uh, I could go for free, and Lagunitas is a sponsor on the website. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> Loganitas doesn't know that yet, but I'll tell them when I'm going That's awesome. So, yeah, like, the subjects are, like, how we're going to bring this into, like, you know, the, the mainstream of medicine kind of, you know, what, uh, you know, what, what, how we're going to, you know, um, like, actually, like, this is going to be practically implemented about the, also the biochemical and, like, neurological, um, like, science behind it. So I'm definitely going to be, like, the only beer salesman there. <laughs> and maybe one of the only people who doesn't have a college degree as well. Um, oh. You, you'll do uh, well as a toad-licking salesman, I'm sure. Uh, yeah, anybody want some toad? <laughs> smoke the toad. Yeah, you smoke the toad, Rudy. Don't lick it. Oh, I'll try it. Um, well, here's a question for you, though, Finn. I was curious. Um, you know, with this, obviously, there's a lot of conversation, uh, especially with the psychedelics and what they can do, you know, um, from therapy and, I mean, quitting smoking even, they're talking about, but... Is it, were there people always talking about this or is it just, or, you know, were there people talking about this, you know, for the last 20, 40 years? Um, or is it like gaining more traction now because of like the internet and stuff? So psychedelics have, are, are actually, LSD is like one of the most studied drugs out there. Um, and a lot of the science was done in the 19, late 40s through the mid 60s. So they were looking at this as treatment for addiction. They were looking at this as um, treatment for schizophrenia, even in some cases. They were looking at this for uh, um, all these different things, for uh, increasing creativity. And there was good science being done. But, but then when, the, uh, when LSD became illegal in 1965 or 7 or whatever, all the research got shut down. So to even propose psychedelic research from the late 60s until the late 90s would ruin your career. So there was actually a lot of research being done, a lot of practice being uh, implemented, and then like good good work. But it just uh, it just went away for a long time, and now it's coming back. Like the MK Ultra studies or whatever. Um, well, that was part of it, but not just like those secret like mind control stuff. I mean, there was like a lot of research being done with this as therapy to help people not just like um how do we either control people's minds in that case or some people were looking at like hey can we you know have esp or can we you know have telekinesis or that kind of stuff there's also just like standard therapy even um bill w the guy who founded founded uh alcoholics anonymous he quit drinking after he had a trip on belladonna which is very similar to lsd but from a plant and then later, after AA had been around for a long time, he tried LSD and said, oh, my gosh, this is the kind of experience these people need. We should start using this in our, in our, in our treatment. Yes. You know? but, but all the people who are a part of AA at that point, other than him, were all like, no, that's insane. We're trying to get people <laughs> off drugs. You can't do that. And they kind of like shoot him away, whatever. Okay, so with LSD, you know, you're talking about 
acid or say mushrooms um i know there's dmt which can be like smoke or is it also liquid too um so first of all let's just go back a little so i uh, okay. talking about lsd that's that's acid you know um mm-hmm. that'd be the, the terminology there but mushrooms you'd be talking about like psilocybin is the interchangeable okay term. if it's a chemical in mushrooms sure. that makes you trip dmt is the uh chemical within ayahuasca that can cause halluc- uh, visions hallucinations um healing all these things and dmt it can be a um powder that is smoked it can be a liquid that is injected i have pens that you can vape it out of um and and and, and or it can be you know from a plant and and combined with a, another plant that is an maoi inhibitor in the form of ayahuasca um yeah okay well here's my question um what is how does the microdosing play into this like what are the benefits of that or like how like are you tripping or i mean is it like taking like one hit off a pipe and just kind of feeling good for the rest of the day or are you asking how the psychedelics are being used in therapy for the kind of no no because no 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 um yeah i guess let me backtrack like they talk about um a bunch of you know cool people in Silicon Valley like microdosing all the time. How is that? Is that different from? So, me? How is it different from? I don't know. Just taking uh, you know acid and then just going on a crazy trip. So I don't have a ton of experience with microdosing, but the difference between what um, what people are doing for therapeutic uses of hallucinogens and just mm-hmm. like recreational is that um, you're using them with the intent of working on an issue and you are going so the way that it kind of works is like let's say you want to quit smoking cigarettes rudy and i was going to help you Mm -hmm. um we talk about why a couple weeks ahead of time we talk about why you want to do this and what you thought about it and what your expectations were and then i'd have you over to my house and i'd show you the couch where you're going to be and i'd show you talk about the you know kind of your dosage and and kind of give you some homework about the expectations of what could occur on this trip. And then the day before we'd meet and we'd kind of talk about all the different things that could happen to you on this trip. And on the trip, what you're going to be doing is you're going to be like laying on my couch in a really nice, comfortable room and taking a high dose of of mushrooms, like three, four grams, and actually laying down with a blindfold on and headphones that has some music that is, you know, oh, wow. um, made to, it's like classical generally, but it's mm. not, you know, it doesn't have words and it's made to um, uh, kind of take you down a path a little bit while leaving it really open. And then if at any your... moment, if at any moment I got up and I'm like, you know, I just want to like walk for That's five fine. miles, you would well, walk with me. I would I would make sure that you were in a safe space that need could do what you needed to do. Uh, if you were behaving like super erratically, I might not be like, "Hey, let's go outside in the road and walk mm-hmm. around," you know. But like, I'm there for you, but I'm not guiding you in any sense. I'm sitting sure. with you and holding a safe space for you to confront whatever you may come across. So gotcha. the idea of like having a difficult experience or a bad trip, that's okay. You, you can go into that and learn from that. Um, so that's kind of, then you talk about it afterwards and whatever. 
but microdosing <clears throat> is different in the sense that like microdosing is almost like a performance enhancer it seems like for people it really it can be like a depression medication or whatever or an add medication for some people but the idea <laughs> behind it is to enhance uh your 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 daily life like the one of the books written about it is called a really good day you know um, <laughs> and, and, yeah. and it's really just like about like making you better at what you already do rather than <laughs> like solving some big you know issue interpersonal like battling some interpersonal demon it's just simply like slamming a red bull and just going after it but in a more mindful way yeah i think yeah. on snl uh weekend update a couple of weeks ago they had this movie reviewer on like one of the little sketch things that people bring on he was like i've been microdosing recently and seen these movies and then colin joseph was like you mean microdosing he's like nope and then <laughs> went through these movie reviews and it was so funny just like describing these just random movies, just being like totally just tripping balls. It was pretty funny. <laughs> I talk to people about this all the time, and they're like, "Oh, so you've been microdosing?" Like even after I tell them the whole story, like about how I use it, they're like, "Oh yeah, you microdose." I was like, "No, I've never microdosed in my life. Man. I'm ma- I'm macrodose. <laughs> I'd, I'd like to try, but I just like like tripping too much." <laughs> Uh, so, uh, um, does anybody have anything that's been really tough for them this month that you've been uh, struggling with? Been hard for you? Well, I guess I can kind of bookend my uh, car accident that we recapped a couple of months ago, um, and dealing with insurance people, which is the worst thing ever. Um, so, uh, if you'll remember, or if you've been to my house, you know that the tree that I stopped just short of, um, that had been leaning over my house basically since the day we moved in, you know, and was always going to fall at some point in time, we had a, uh, that's, uh, whatever that was, really a couple Thursdays ago, that big wet snowed and that big wet snow, and it yep. blew at like 60 miles an hour for like 24 hours. So I came up from work that day or whatever, and she was starting to lean. You see the rips are, the rips are starting to pop up, um, was starting to lean, and they kind of like... Every day it was like a couple inches lean more, 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 and then like we're sitting here watching TV, and all of a sudden it's like I heard like a thud, and I was like, "What's that?" Oh, so I geez. walk out and look, and it's like, "All right, yep, the trees is on the fucking house now." It didn't like do any damage; it kind of just like because it kept falling like so gradually. Like it, when it fell, you know, quote unquote fell, it probably fell like less than a foot, you know. That's the same tree that you hit. I didn't hit the tree. I stopped short of the tree. <laughs> oh, no, well, is, it scared the tree. Is. You freaked it out. This is very, yeah. this is very key to the, the what's coming up next. So, um, so we're sitting there, and so I'm like, uh, well, you gotta get that tree gone. You know, it's their tree, right? So it's their responsibility to get rid of it. So Sammy texts the neighbor, and was like, and they're like, oh, you know, hey, we're on vacation, or whatever. Can you send us a couple pictures, and we'll get a tree guy over there? And I was like, sure, whatever. So I sent some pictures, and they came out the next morning, and got rid of it. You know, big deal, whatever. I was like, you know, I thought that was the end of it. And then he, you know, texted me back and I was like, hey, send me the invoice. He's like, hey, it was $1,000, um, so you're going to run this through your auto claim? And I was like, because when you hit it? And I was like, well, I didn't hit the tree, so no. <laughs> but I was like trying to do this diplomatically. I mean, there are neighbors that just moved in, right? So I'm trying to be like, you know, neighborly or whatever. So I was like, all right, whatever. So I called my insurance agent. She's on vacation. So I like, all right, just text him. I was like, hey, you know, my insurance agent's out of town. I'll call her next week. you back to you. It's $1,000. You know, that's, you know, real money or whatever. 
So I call my yeah. agent or whatever she gets back. And I'm just talking. I was like, hey, here's what happened. You know, I sent her the invoice. So on the invoice, it said, you know, tree came down, tree got uprooted during the wind, sto- wind snowstorm. So like, okay, even their guy said it fell because of the storm. So I sent her the invoice. She's like, yeah. Like, she's like, yeah, we've already, she's like, pulled up my claim. It's like, yeah, we've already distributed like $6,700 to this claim. And I was like, holy fuck. <laughs> like, that's going to be a raise in my auto premium. I can know that for sure. Um, and she's like, yeah, we're not going to cover that probably. And I was like, okay. She's like, no, we won't cover that under this thing. I was like, okay. And before I got back to him, he texted my wife and was like, hey, also, um, some pots got broken when your car crashed or whatever. So, can you, you know, I lost your adjusters thing. So, like, can you give me your adjusters and stuff so I can get these pots taken care of? And I was like, fuck you, dude. You're killing these fucking, like, flower pots. Like, what are they? A couple, you know, you know, $50 of fucking pots. It's like, just fuck you dude like now i'm like pissed like just for the principle of it and i was like all right whatever so i called and i was like no we're not fucking giving any more money it's like just, we're done he's like okay cool and i was like all right he's just trying to like get whatever just ring it all out whenever you can but so like i just, i thought it was done and then the stupid fucking tree fell and like dealing with insurance again it's like i just if i ever have to talk to an insurance person ever again it'll be too soon <laughs> so it was just a, i don't know stressful few days but it seems to be through the woods or whatever but and they repaired the fence, so the fence is fixed now. So I think, knock on wood, we are clear of that incident going forward. Finally, after three months, I guess, at this point. Jeez. Except your relationship with your neighbors will never be repaired. Yeah, we'll see that goes. <laughs> <laughs> Who cares? Yeah, I'm kind of over it at this point. Hey, watch out. You might have to marry him. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's uh, or, 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 or your Harris. son might, I guess. Yeah, yeah. yeah Harris might, yeah. <laughs> he could be in laws one day. <laughs> <laughs> Mike, what about you? Anything anything particularly tough this month? Uh yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna pass for a, a few minutes though. I'm gonna cool. let Rudy go first. Rudy, you got anything? Ready? He's muted. Oh, I guess I'll talk then. Uh, so <laughs> Sorry, hold I, on one second. Uh, I'm still here. I'm still here. You're cool. Well, too late. Too late. Nope. Finny's gone. Did you have something tough that you, you had this month, Rudy? Well, no, I was just going to piggyback on what Ben was talking about with the home insurance real quick. So I had no, absolutely nothing about any types of insurance or anything that requires being an adult. Um, <laughs> but, like, my next-door neighbor's... Uh, during like the winter that we had their basement flooded when we had our spring thaw and they just remodeled their basement um this past fall and their home insurance home insurance was basically like "Mm, we're not covering anything because we can't cover if you can pinpoint it to like a specific event like a specific storm on a specific day that's a little bit easier but unless you have like the total like full luxury package insurance if it's just natural snow thaw, um, like there's nothing you can do. That's basically. Uh, so they basically like have to pay everything out of pocket. The home insurance is not going to basically do anything, which is crazy. I'm like, you're kidding. Like, what are we paying for this shit for? And they're like, well, you know, we had just the basic insurance. So I would be covered just because, I mean, in Minnesota, thousands of homes were basically devastated by either like the snowfall, the snow thaw, 
or like the ice dams on all the wall or on the excuse me on the roofs and the gutters you know but they're just like that we remodeled and we're never gonna buy carpet again basically at this point Uh, that sucks so that's something hard that happened to your neighbors (laughs) yes so i'm gonna use that no uh something hard oh god okay hold on give me a second i can I thought you had it written down. I was just turning to you because you said you had something written down before. That's all. Damn it. I probably <laughs> I did. I can go ahead. I'll go. Yep, she's okay. going. Uh, so I um, should have never let Rudy take the mic there at all. <laughs> you were correct. I should have grabbed that mic and held it tight. It was too late. Maybe, Mike, Mike you could be the person who virtually passes the mic around. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> drug still or whatever even though i don't drink um and i was kind of trying a thing where um you know i have a i have a prescription for adderall and i wasn't really using it the way i wanted to and i wasn't just wanted to take some time off and i thought a good way to do that would be to give it to kirsten and and to ha- not use it for about a month which is i did successfully which was good um and then I kind of started again, which was not um, unplanned, but after not doing it for so long, hitting a little hard, getting back at it, I had like, I got pretty depressed. And like, I, I, I so I, I just stopped using it again. I just was like a lump. And like, I, I know myself when I get like this, like I really, um, I, I just, it's hard for me to like get up and do anything, leave the house. And I, you know, struggled with that for a couple of days, but I found a new tool to use in that situation. Um, two new tools, actually. One, I just finished a, a Headspace, my, my meditation app I used, called uh, on, on Cravings. Um, so that had some nice meditation stuff that I can, I can put forth. But I also tried using ketamine as a treatment for depression for the first time <laughs> and it worked wonders it was great <laughs> uh it really was like two months from now we're gonna have the same conversation but it's gonna be instead of ketamine i found some other crazy remedy to get me off the ketamine <laughs> no, no i mean but, just, but, just do the ketamine once i just did it once i didn't like don't do but, it i mean <laughs> i mean kudos to you to even you know find a moment to realize that you know you need to make some type of change or that this current situation isn't working so you know my hands off to you um i one question was is there like a is there a withdrawal from um the adderall uh there is a yeah and well you're tired it's just like you know when, when people are on opiates and, like, if they stop using opiates, they have a ton of pain. And the pain is real, but it's manufactured by sure. your body because it wants opiates, right? So, in, in the case of a stimulant, your body's like, oh, I'm so sleepy because you want a stimulant. Um, it's not necessarily that you're actually tired. Is it, um, 
like can't get out of bed tired or just like no, I'm dragging tired. No, it's just tired and, and it'll mess with, you know, it can, like it, it, it depends <clears throat> person to person and, and how hard, heavily you've been using any particular <clears throat> drug in general. Um, but I found like the withdrawal effects from drinking, you know, to be much worse sure. over time than, than stimulants, um, for sure. Uh, what was, I mean, was there something that just clicked with like, I probably shouldn't be just taking Adderall continually? I mean, what are the harmful effects on the body, like, for continual usage? Is there anything documented? Uh, yeah, I mean, you just get... Heart uh, attacks? If too much, yeah. And also, it just it just really makes you wear thin. You know, it just just it's just like anything. When you consume any substance, whether on a daily basis, sure. whether that substance is caffeine or uh, <laughs> a, a, an opiate or alcohol or uh, television or sugar, right? Um, you get to be. Uh, you're, that you're, you're, the thoughts that you have are different when you're under different influences. You know, mm-hmm. the way that you think and the process that you think in. Um, so oh, no, of, I get that. You know, I mean, before having kids, I would probably wake up whatever time, you know, depending on the situation, and drink maybe 20 ounces of coffee, and I'd be good for the whole day. Now, with kids, it's kind of same deal wake up drink 20 24 ounces of coffee obviously i'm waking up earlier now um so but i still don't really drink more coffee but you know when we had francis wake up drink some coffee kind of prolong you know stretch it out throughout the morning and then eh, like you know one pop or soda in the afternoon and then Elliot came along and now it's the same routine, but maybe there's two pops in the afternoon, like to get me through to five o'clock, just so I have enough energy to do everything. Because I mean, for me at least, I get home at five, and guess what? Like second shift. Now you're working from five to nine, straight, just corralling kids all day. So the caffeine usage has definitely spiked. But for whatever reason, I can still, you know, if I say, "Hey, I'm going to bed now," I will go upstairs lie down and I am out within 10 to 15 minutes and I will sleep soundly for whatever duration of time I'm allowed for that day or that night yeah. so that's good but I mean definitely still not getting a lot of sleep yeah I fucking love coffee man I've been so into coffee lately it is my psychoactive beverage of choice <laughs> nice. nice it gets everyone eventually I'm pretty much caffeine-free at this point. Caffeine-free? Are you kidding me? Maybe I have one cup of coffee a week. That's maybe it. I don't drink pop at all. Well, kudos to you. Just swapped yeah, in the, uh, soda, that's the devil. Mineral soda water. Pop. It doesn't even have any caffeine. It's like fucking 30, 40, 50 milligrams at most. No, it's got more than that. It's got like 60. Maybe you're talking like a, a Mountain Dew or something in a... What is it? 24 ounce or something like even now if I drink like a Mountain Dew like my teeth just like hurt or whatever oh it's so, so much sugar. yeah I mean it's garbage I've been drinking that Zevia stuff if I can that's pretty good it's got the um it's not what is it uh, the Stevia extract or something oh, but there's no there's no artificial colors or artificial dyes um the caramel in it or whatever I mean it's all clear so that I guess there's no caramel but 
it's as natural it's it's as satisfying as drinking like a diet coke or a mountain dew with trying to be as natural and like not as crazy on your body as possible I just swapped in mineral water, basically, so I drink just a shit ton of that every day. Yeah, well, when you can afford that Pellegrino stuff all day long, it's not too bad. Uh, <laughs> uh, I got to plug in here for Lagunitas Hoppy Refresher. Sorry, mm. <laughs> Give me <laughs> that stuff, dry. dude. Tell me when you can get it in Minnesota. Honestly, that was the most refreshing thing I've ever had. All these white people in my neighborhood drinking the goddamn uh, sparkling water, mineral water stuff all day long. I can't stand the taste of it. And I had that Lagunitas hoppy stuff, and it was amazing. I could drink that all day. All right, I'll find a, I'll find a place. Tell me where I can buy it in Minnesota, and I will go I there will. and buy it. I will. I will. I'll tell the world. The whole world. <laughs> Let's just go state by state right now. Let's start in uh, Michigan. Let's go. All where of our buy? listeners. We got to tell them. <laughs> how, many, how many cups of coffee do you drink in a day, Vinny? Uh, so I have a little like pod machine, right? But it's not a normal Keurig. It's like a something else that's pretty good, and uh, it makes like espresso pods though. And what I do is Damn, I drink, drinking like, espresso. Wow, like yeah, that. <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't know if it's damn. If and he's I got a beard and everything too. Jeez. I got a beard. I'm handsome. I'm rich. <laughs> Uh, and, and it's Lavazza. Kirsten just told me it's Lavazza. Oh, even better. Holy shit. Yeah. That's like the fancy man's Nespresso. Yeah, it is. <laughs> and so I, <laughs> so I have my little Lagunese 10 ounce mason jars, and I put two shots of my fancy fucking Nespresso in there, and then I take an empty kombucha bottle. And I put in a mixture of half and half and 2% milk. And nice. I kind of like mix those in the best I can. And then I throw that in the microwave for 30 seconds. And while I'm pumping my two pods through on, I shake the shit out of that fucking, that fucking kombucha <laughs> bottle once it's warmed up. And I get just the dankest foam and I pour it all up in there. And I end up with a 10 ounce full glass that has, I don't know, Three, four, I guess four ounces of of uh, coffee, and then and then like six ounces of fucking cool. creamy dank foam, and then some CBD, some CBD, and some lion's mane fucking mushroom nice. supplements. <laughs> yeah, maybe keep going, keep going. Yeah, microdoses soon once I get some more acid. <laughs> and no, when I microdose, I'm gonna do it with mushrooms, not acid. I think it just you, you mess up on the dosage of acid, and you're just like in it, you know. <laughs> For a long so time. Two full, two full shots of espresso, though, every day? Oh, I start with that, and then, like, if, if I'm not... Because I've been doing lots more stretches without Adderall. Like, I'm just trying not to use it as often. So, like, if I'm not taking Adderall, I just drink coffee, like, all night. Like, I'll drink... <laughs> that's, so, like, that's crazy. Those double shots, I have, like, between one and four of those a day. Jesus Christ. You've come a long way since the uh, half-calf days, Finny. Uh, my stomach is... is Tolerating it, it doesn't have so much fucking booze running through it. All you, say, you spend the rest of the, you spend the rest of the day in the bathroom. <laughs> yeah, my stomach just needed to be like assaulted with coffee, and now I can take it and more, more going for it. And Ben's gone the other way. I mean, 
Ben, you used to drink two cups a day, right? I was pretty heavy. I drink, yeah, all day, basically. to stop at, like, dinner time. And you're saying you drink three cups a week now? If that. Damn. Was that just, like, a natural occurrence? Um, I kind of got down to, I was just in the habit of, like, uh, we had a, whatever, K-cups at work. So I'd just, you know, get to work in the morning, make a cup, and sit down and drink it. And I got to the point where I was like... It's just like habit just to, you know, boom, boom, boom. This is just the steps of the first couple things I do when I get to work in the morning. I'm like, I don't really like the taste of it anymore. Like, I can't drink black. Like, I can't drink black coffee, like, at all anymore. I gotta do If I, even I do it, I have to do I usually get, like, a latte or, you know, add cream or whatever. I used to just drink, you know, a you know, yeah, couple black. of pots of just black coffee every day, and it's just no problem. Now it's, I don't I mean, that would, you know. I started drinking coffee every morning in, like, seventh grade, you know. No, you did. Just, just, I forgot about that. You know, just, just, it, just the taste. I ladies and gentlemen, just... it does not stunt your growth. <laughs> <laughs> Ben's tall. <laughs> Can't confirm. So I would, I live down the street from Ben or whatever. So I would go pick up Ben in the morning on the way to school because we would walk to school together. I wouldn't pick him up. I would walk past his house and go into the kitchen, and usually. Depending on how old Ben was, he would have like just had his coffee and he was in the bathroom with the newspaper taking a <laughs> shit, or he was uh, mixing up like a protein shake because he was trying to bulk up because he was so skinny. Yeah, pack of, <laughs> yeah, back when I had to, yeah, was needed to gain or wanted to gain weight. Now I now that I don't want to, I can't stop gaining weight. <laughs> The, uh, I think I'm exercising a little less than I did in high school and whatever. Yeah, a little bit, probably. <laughs> it happens. What are you going to do? Nothing. Um, <laughs> it's yeah, it's <laughs> uh, So, uh, you guys, how, how, how are the kids doing? You guys have any uh, things that you've, you've learned from your kids or noticed about your kids the, the last month that, that's fun to share? Uh, I mean, I think I'll, the learnings will come, I think, in a few years, probably. It's, for me, it's um, it's so in the moment, and there's a lot of really good times, like, in the moment that we have. And it's like, oh, yeah, that's right. Like, you're a kid, and I'm an adult, and I'm trying to teach you something, <laughs> and you're just thinking about sugar, you know? I'm trying to show you how the world works, and the sun rises in the west, or rises in the east and sets in the west, and all you can think about is trying to get a bite of a cookie. Um, so I think those things will come, but we had, it was kind of a crazy scare, so it was a typical Monday, I work, Bridget work, we are coming home, we were both on our way, she was going to grab the kids, and, you know, kind of, basically pre-game it, is what I call it, where, you know, Bridget's on the way to get the kid, or we're both on the way home at the same time, so we call each other. Okay, what's the game plan? All right, you're going to go grab the kids. Okay, I'll go home, start dinner, or do this, and, you know, get a couple things done. You know, are you going to stop at the grocery store? No, you're fine. Okay, whatever. All right, let's get this. Let's make it go. You know, one, two, three, go. Let's do it. Um, and then she goes, picks up the kids, and she calls me, and she's like, Francis is peeing blood. I have to run her to the e- the ER. I'm like, what? And then she just hangs up. I'm like, fuck. Motherfucker. Oh, so, you know, obviously, it's like, I'm calling Bridget back. No answer. I call her back. Because she's, at that point, she just fent out from the daycare. Because um, it just happened maybe, like, within 
45 minutes of her showing up to get the kids. So she's calling. We have like a nurse line with our insurance or something. Mm -hmm. I don't know if that's common or what, but there's a number you just call and you just say, hey, this situation, they kind of tell you what to do. So she called the nurse line, and as we were talking, like the nurse line called her back. So that's why she let me go. Um, And then finally I connected with her, and the nurse line told her to, like, go to the emergency room, like, right away. It's like, holy fuck. And so Fran is, like, pretty cognizant. So, like, if we have that speakerphone thing going, like Bluetooth, like, we can talk to her. Like, I can be on the phone, and Bridget can be driving, and I can talk to her and Bridget at the same time. There's a good dialogue. So we're like, you know, Fran, what happened? Because, I mean, the daycare told us the situation, which is essentially she was climbing on, like, the big place that they have, and she fell. And she landed, like, in her private area. And that's how Fran was explaining it, and that's how Bridget was explaining it via what the daycare told her. So, like, the stories kind of lined up. I'm like, okay, you know, all right, that's, you know. But then she kept saying this. She was like, Johnny knows Johnny. She kept saying this name, Johnny. I'm like, well, who the fuck is Johnny? You know, like, who is this guy? Like, and where is he even, like, there's no guy there, like, at the daycare. So then I start, like, freaking out, and my mind goes, to, like, to the worst place possible of, like, being a parent and having, like, a young child, especially, like, a female, like, baby girl. I'm like, who the fuck is Johnny? My daughter's, like, peeing blood. I'm going crazy. And then turns out, like, Johnny is the name of one of the girls that teaches there. Um, but she really did fall because we went to the emergency room, um, the doctor checked her out and everything, the story and everything lined up. It, apparently, it's very common for young girls to fall in that area, um, like on metal bars, like those. It's like a, what is it? It's like the, that rainbow, you can like walk, they try to walk up the, the monkey bars or something. I forget what it's called, but a lot of play jungle gym things have it and they fall in between and the bar lands in between their legs and, um, it's, what do they call it? Some type of tear, but it's actually very common. The doctor's like, no, trust me. Like, from what I'm saying, you're good to go. Because I, Bridget's like, no, just stay home. Like, don't worry about it. I'm like, no, I'm not going to just sit here and wait and, like, you know, just go crazy. So I drove and met them at the ER, and, you know, we were there together. But it was kind of like the day just went from, oh, what a great Monday. Like, we don't get too many of those to, like, oh, now we're spending two hours in the emergency room on a fucking Monday, and things are going crazy. Yeah, um, it's scary. Uh, but, you know, it's, it's, I'll suffer because it's, in the end it wasn't that big of a deal. And she had to stay home for one day. Um, it was actually crazy because the doctor described that kind of tear as, um, for, for a young girl like that as, uh, almost as painful as giving birth, apparently. Oh, man. <laughs> I was like, holy shit. So we had to give her some, uh, like, baby ibuprofen or something and she stayed home for a day or two and, and was, I mean, she was a trooper the whole way through, and by the day, the second day, she was like, all right, let's go, let's start climbing up again on the monkey bars. It's like, oh my gosh. So. That happened to our friend's yeah, daughter was, a couple months ago. Something pretty much the same story. Really? Yeah. Yeah, I, I was, you know, apparently it's very common. So, yeah, it sucked, but that's just what happens when you're a parent. Things suck. Things <laughs> <laughs> suck. <laughs> Rudy, what's the intersection of the highways closest to your house? Like, um, 
94 uh, and 5 or no it would be like 94 and 280 for sure or 94, 94 and 35e I, I'm in between 35e and 35w so like please make closer uh um, midway <laughs> we have to, we, hold on, we have the topographer here. Hold on. <laughs> topographer? Cartographer. cartographer. Oh, God damn it. That's right. Damn it. <laughs> You're only two miles away from that one. You haven't, you haven't <laughs> lived here in like 15 years. The streets are all different now. <laughs> uh, like, is Midway Liquors by you? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Midway. Uh, yep. Midway's here. Get there for the hot water. Is that getting remodeled? No, that's, that's, is that getting torn down? That's the um, The Midway is still holding out. Uh, they moved to where the Perkins used to be because yeah. the stadium did finally open, and it's freaking awesome. They have a um, a small like tap hall bar deal that's going to be open non game days too. So you could just like go there and like have a beer, and they have um, an actual like. Um, team store that's open like seven days a week so you can just walk in there you know look around and like actually like look out onto like the whole state can you hear like stadium noise in your house or is like stand outside um not from my house i mean i can hear i can see like if they light it up big time like you can see it from my house yeah um like in the sky um but like noise wise like because they have the they've had the last two weekends they've had games in my area, Snelling and University have been kind of a clusterfuck, mm-hmm. but um, it's been pretty easy going in this area. Like, I mean, it was hilarious because I actually had to go and I think it, it might have been for work. Like, quick on a Saturday, I had to run to one of the stores, so I had to cross like that University um, and Snelling area, more like Snell, like more north, kind of where I'm at, just like maybe ten blocks north. And it was hilarious because you got all these people. Because you can park at the state fair basically and tailgate, and then uh, either walk to the stadium or they'll bus you to the stadium for free, That's which is kind of cool. cool. Yeah. So you can get that experience. So I'm like crossing Snelling Avenue, and it's just like all these people like decked out in you know UFC United stuff, like walking back to the state fair, and it was hilarious that there were like, at least 35 percent were drinking beer and just walking down Snelling <laughs> Avenue. I'm like, yes. That's what I'm talking about. Let's go. And, like, cops are driving because, you know, there's, you know, increased patrol and all that stuff. And, like, no one was doing anything about it. So, like, all right, all right. Cool. Cool. So, so. I got invited to tomorrow's game, but I can't go. Yeah, I'm going to try to go. I'm going to probably grab tickets because we got uh, Francis is um, doing, like, soccer shots is what they call it. So, it's like a toddler soccer development class thing so we're kind of soaked that up so I'm been, I mean I've been driving by the goddamn thing for the last like two and a half years so <laughs> I gotta go at some point like daily just driving by it every single you know just going looking at it. okay yeah we're almost there we're almost there so I mean obviously I have to go this season at some point well the fact that you can walk to it in five minutes is mm-hmm. get there get some get some tickets we brought uh, we brought the kids to one last fall and they, they had a blast it was a, it was a good time yeah, it's supposed to be, you know, I mean, and for soccer, you know, and we talked about this, I'm sure, before, but, you know, I'd rather have my kid playing soccer than football or, you know, lacrosse, swimming. Oh, yeah, Mike, you missed out on the conversation last time about whether or not you'd let your kid play football. Oh, there we go. Yes, there you go. Absolutely. Yeah, really? Okay. Just no questions asked. Uh, yeah, I would. 
You have no concerns about brain injury? No. No, Quinn's <laughs> way too square. He's scared to go hit someone. Nora maybe maybe restrict Nora. She 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 go after him. But. Fair enough. Uh, yeah, um, so I, 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 I found, I found a spot, uh, fucking, all the Total Wines have it, Rudy. Liquor oh, Boy the has wine. it. Liquor Boy? Yeah. Liquor Boy has it. Um, but, like, if there's a spot that sells Lagunitas that you buy beer at, do me a favor and just ask the spot you already go to carry it. Because, like, any of them can order it, they just don't know about it yet. I did bring it up, I mean, with, like, the, the uh, beer store that I go to, and they're like, I never heard enough what's, shit like what's that. I'm like... What's the brand name? Like the, uh, like the actual brand name? It's called it's called Hoppy Refresher. Hoppy Refresher. Yeah. Or or if they don't know that, Hop Water. Hop Water. People are still calling it that. Yeah. Okay. Hop Water. Okay. No, I'll, I can go to Total Wine. That's not too far away for me. But that, I mean, that's I mean, especially like on a nice like hot summer day, like just drink some of that. Oh my gosh, it's so good. Because it really did. I mean, for me, for someone, and I'll just go into this again. But for someone who's not a big fan of like sparkling mineral, mineral water, that was for like a solid IPA lover. That was just exactly what I want instead of water. Like if I don't want water, that's what I want to be drinking all the time. That's tight. Oh yeah, I'm drinking my last Waldo's right now. <laughs> I stayed away from that this this season. And you stayed awake for the whole thing. Good job. <laughs> it's not over. Uh, I was up in uh, Travers and I ran into this guy who works at a liquor store. And he's like, oh, man, I'm so torn up today. I had seven Waldos last night. Why would you do that? <laughs> like, like, like out of like bottles or whatever. It's how like, how do you, you not know that you, you should stop at the six pack? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the seventh one's kind of weird. You're like, all right, crashing that sixer. Now it's starting the next one. That's that's pretty hardcore. <laughs> yeah, I couldn't believe it. Uh, anything that anyone is looking forward to for, for the next month? Or Rudy, did you come up? You didn't come up with a question, did you? Like a wild card question? I'm gonna I'm gonna throw my uh, kids. Kid story, and then I'm oh, gonna sorry. Pile, yeah. No, no, no pile on with my sad story, which uh, I'll give them both. So, so kid story, we got a we got a good diagnosis with Quinn this week. He's always been uh, slow on the the speaking, and I, I attribute it to his father. He's pretty mumbly, but he doesn't <laughs> doesn't finish his his words very well. He doesn't like get the last the last uh, or like last pronunciation out. They they. Man, am I too loud? Is this still uh, bad? You're, you're uh, it's echoing back and forth a little bit or something. Yeah, there's a loop. All right, that way. I'm gonna just talk quieter. <laughs> uh, that's so she gave him a uh, a delay in phonology and set him up for some classes for next year, which would be awesome. And he gets to do a couple couple for the next like for three weeks. He does uh, one day a week for two hours and. Maybe drops them off. It's all from the school district, so it'd be, be good to get them get them speaking better than I can. But the other story I have to bring up: uh, a friend of a friend, you guys all know Tuan, is uh, is good. What you've uh, met, yes, a, a uh, troubling story last week that still got me thinking about it quite. So 
son who is four months old uh, last Thursday like showing signs of breathing difficulty and stopped breathing at the So he went to children's and school and went through a number of different scans and MRIs. Decreased heart function and um, showed two big good collecting and uh, the MRI ended up showing that it was blood and they didn't show any brain damage at first came out okay then the surgery went through and they had to put a shunt to drain everything in the brain and then the echo echo came back the heart function was back to normal however the MRI showed a pretty bad brain damage like damage they had to put him into a coma he's still in the coma and debated sedated for like last week hopefully comfortable and happy but pretty pretty big change from like not being able to have a kid for four or five years and then uh, finally be able to have four months in get a pretty sure uh, around so it's up to him Gus Hoyt this is his name we want to uh, watch it back to this country a little bit uh, having a kid himself and thinking about how fast things can change that sucks up the the, the, the amount people are able to bear like the bad shit that people can make it through is just crazy like I don't know I had a couple of kids didn't know cause. No, sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. Ben? Yeah, go, go ahead. ahead. Are you, you going to follow up? Uh, uh, I was just going to say, did they know what caused it at all? No, they don't. It was it was, uh, it was at daycare, so it's always a little little scary. I've been uh, texting Twam, no no word back on on what, what an update was since like last uh, two days ago. So I'll keep you guys updated, but... I uh, I appreciate it. Uh, you know, uh, for Quinn, like I don't know how how like behind there what with the speech. I, I guess I didn't really know that know about that. But like, you know, I was in special ed um, for from first grade on, and and it's um, also until I graduated, and. Originally, when I went to special ed, the two major things were that I was having trouble reading and I was having trouble writing. And I still obviously have a lot of trouble writing, but within a year, no, two, two years of being in special ed, by the time I got my third grade teacher, I, I went from being like way behind all the class to being, um, you know, whatever, having like a high school reading level by the end of elementary school. Um, so that stuff by getting in the special help and, and, and going and addressing it head on can make a huge, huge difference. Um, especially when it's like kind of more normalized now and it's not so like stigmatized. Yeah. Yeah. No, we're, we're pumped. Yeah. It's really not. I mean, like my neighbor's four year old just got basically kind of the same diagnosis thing and like she's like one of the smartest girls out there and I mean her grandfather is like a goddamn astrophysicist who's standing in the goddamn parking lot looking up at the stars and like relating all these equations to me it was hilarious because 
Um, <laughs> we talk, I, I kind of get, you know, we're getting to know the neighbors a little bit better because, like, um, my neighbor's daughter, or their daughter's four, Brandon's three, their boys are two and a half, Elliot's two, so it's like the perfect mesh for, like, age, and um, they're starting to play a lot together, so, we're, you know, we're spending even more time kind of just shooting the shit as the kids are playing around, but um, her, her dad, or, yeah, the lady's dad, uh, my neighbor's dad came over, and I'm talking to him, and he's, like, a legit, like, astrophysicist. And he starts talking about, like, the orbits of Saturn and Jupiter, and, you know, talking about, I guess they're detecting gravitational waves now. And, like, holy smokes. It was pretty, it's actually very interesting to talk to someone who's, like, that brilliant. Um, I mean, they're a little bit out there, but most brilliant guys are. Um, So, I mean, back to what I was saying before it. That, that's like a dime a dozen these days. It really I mean, it has no bearing on anything at this point. Well, the, what you're talking about actually um, with uh, the, the, the guy's grandpa was an astrophysicist, or the girl's grandpa was an astrophysicist. Yep. So one of the books I read a couple of years ago is called Neurotribes, and it's like about a mental diversity and autism. And the theory it proposes is that one of the reasons that autism is becoming more present in our in our world and is be also sometimes more severe presentations of autism is because autism is a disorder that is um, or not a disorder. It's a it's a trait. It's a human trait that in certain concentrations has huge benefits in the way that it can help hone your thinking. Anybody who is a leader in a scientific field of study has some degree of autism. And sure. oftentimes these geniuses, the autism that they have, makes it difficult for them to interact with people. Um, but we're now we're not just having people marry whoever they happen to kind of like be betrothed to or lives in their town or like sure. just the girl next door we're <laughs> marrying uh people that we choose and when we do that a lot of, maybe a biology student you know will marry a nursing student mike and mandy not to talk about your kids or anything i'm just saying like <laughs> scientifically apt people right who have maybe these traits like a doctor and 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 a, and a physicist or whatever get married and they have more of these autistic genes because they're both interested in science. Sure. And so it's it's by self-selection of who we're mating with sometimes that is causing this increase in autistic traits. And then my personal spin on it is also, you know, when we're all engaged with devices that design us to look at their screens instead of people's faces, we're not going to be able to interpret human emotions as well. Right. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, we, I mean, definitely, because even with Elliot, I mean, we were kind of skeptical from the get-go, because autism runs rampant in my family. I mean, my cousin, I mean, she's not functional, basically, and my other cousin um, has, like, severe, severe Oxford's syndrome stuff going on, so it's definitely been prevalent, um, just like first generation, all my cousins kind of, it's like, 50 50 um but like francis was so right off the bat like saying this and like engaging and like wanting to do this and all that and we're like oh, okay that's cool and then like ali came along it's like 
Dude, you better, like, pick up the slack here, man, or you're going to be, like, riding that short bus to school pretty soon. Then, come on, man, let's right. go. You <laughs> <laughs> can't, you get a little cynical. Um, you know, let's go already. Like, say something, come on. And, but I always knew it would be fine because, like, he was willing to, like, make and smile and engage. So that, that was, like, more important than the fact that he was saying, like, certain words by a certain time frame or could recount to ABCs or count numbers or anything like that. Like, I, you can't, you, you try not, you, as a parent, you sometimes get, fall into that where, like, other parents like, oh, yeah, my son can do this, or my daughter can already do this at this age. It's like, oh, well, that's crazy, you know, my son's. But then it, it really doesn't matter because everyone's got their own pace, you know. I think, though, like, and then as the one who doesn't have any kids here, but I, 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 given my own experience in, in, you know, like mental health and what I've been reading, I, I, I really believe that especially autism is something because it's on a spectrum and how you deal with these things makes such a difference in how easy life is to encounter that like I, I think essentially that these traits can be cultivated so that you have more presentation of someone's autism or they can be kind of um, ameliorated to where life's a little easier for them to go about and the tech the technology and the screens and the looking at that instead of interacting with people is is really uh, a big factor. Uh, yeah. I can't imagine that it doesn't. Obviously, and it's something we're going to be facing more this week as our you know the next couple of generations start to age and deal with technologies that you know we can't even conceive of just yet, but. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, because, I mean, they say there's some type of biological component, I mean, obviously we can go down the anti-vaxxer deal <laughs> if we want to, but I mean, that's probably like, you know, two or two more podcasts. And <laughs> Rudy, wherever you're going, it's making your service suck. Ooh. Okay. Okay, okay good. good. I was hoping it was not me. Clipping out when you were sharing your um, nice story earlier, unfortunately. Okay. I didn't want to interrupt yeah. you, but. but no, that's, that's good to know. That's good to know. Never mind. Just hold on a second. <laughs> All right, I'll pass on to Ben Roach. Go for it. <laughs> so, okay, with kids stuff, I'll say I have a uh, a, uh, a good one and a, well, and a really, really good one and a really bad one. I would say it that way. Um, so. They always kind of stay around two or whatever. It's kind of when you start, you know, potty training stuff or whatever. And, you know, whatever, two and a half, it should be done with it or whatever. And so Harris has had absolutely no interest in it whatsoever as ever. It was just, you know, constantly fighting about it or whatever. And trying to, you just kept, we try it for, and then it was just, just after, like, all right, just back to the pull-ups or whatever. And then so we started doing, so he turned three, say, two months ago or so. So probably a little bit before that, we just started doing, we were at home, it's just the three of us at home, you know, just, he's basically just naked or just pantsless. And so he would more or less, you know, didn't have the, you know, the diaper to go in, so he, you know, would, you know, say, hey, have a potty, and then so I started doing that. And then um, probably three, four weeks ago, started just doing underwear all the time, and all, it just like, like more or less, like overnight, kind of, it just like, oh, he's just potty trained now, it just kind of happened 
you know, it's kind of things like, oh my god, he's never been really potty trained. He's gonna go to kindergarten with diapers on and all that stuff. You know, like we're gonna stuff. You know, all of a sudden it's like, so you know, sitting down there, it's like we went to start, 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 you know, started going to school and you know, underwear and stuff. It's like, oh shit, he's just potty trained now. And then I still do a diaper at night, but most of the nights it's pretty, you know, it's dry. So we're pretty close to just being done with diapers with him, which is incredibly exciting to be not have to deal with any of that stuff anymore. What size is he currently in diapers? What size? What size? I have no, yeah. idea. I have no idea. What size? Five? I have no idea. Oh, well, if you get any extra diapers, send them over. <laughs> <laughs> That's tight. Maybe he could teach other kids how to be potty trained or something. Like, <laughs> he just knows how to do it himself. Make him have a potty video, make some money. You know, so he started, you know, he would say, I have to go potty. He'd say, okay, so then you help him pull his pants down and kind of put him on the toilet. But now it's just like, I have to go potty. Say, okay, go. So he just goes. And, you know, at school, they don't really help him. You know, they help, like, you know, wipe when he takes it, you know takes a poop or whatever but like you know he just goes and just you know just pulls his pants down jumps up on the toilet he likes so the funny so he likes you know how you're normally sitting on the toilet what he likes to do he sits like reverse cowgirl on the toilet or whatever <laughs> but then he always says like I want to do I want to go the, I want to go potty like daddy you know because I stand you know stand up and face it you know like you know when I pee or whatever so, so now I'm thinking if he's at school telling the teachers that he wants to go potty like daddy and he's sitting on it like, you know, reverse cowgirl. I was like, does your dad sit on the toilet backwards? <laughs> so I'm like, hey, you know, like, no, he's, haha, he's just kind of mimicking me when I, you know, stand in front of the toilet, you know, for pee or whatever. It's like, I don't actually sit backwards on the toilet. That's ridiculous. <laughs> Have you tried? Yep. <laughs> you get like, nice little ledge. You could, you know, put your uh, tablet or your book on the, you know, on top of the tank and hold it down or whatever. You know, you eat lunch in there or something. You don't have to explain it. <laughs> <laughs> so, I I uh, was talking to Chris about like toilets the other day, and, like toilet seats and cleaning the toilet or whatever. And and I was like saying how uh, you know why how how is it that you don't put the toilet seat down? Like women are always complaining that men don't put the like the seat down. Why don't women put the lid down? You know, so like the dog doesn't go drink out of it or you don't have to look at it or whatever and Kirsten was telling me that like, like as a girl she never touches the seat at all because it's just always down her dad didn't I don't know if he sits on the pier or what but it never <laughs> moved and like and so like and she also that, that pointed out that like she never looks at the toilet bowl and never sees how gross it is because she's never that she doesn't face that direction oh flushes before she stands up or whatever well, yeah, no, I'm not like look at your shit, but oh. just like like I'm sitting there peeing, like oh, yeah. being yeah. like, God, I need to t- clean this toilet. Yeah. Oh, I wish I had cleaned this toilet already. <laughs> and it makes me think that like, although I love standing there to pee and the freedom that gives me, they do have something going on. <laughs> like never having to touch the toilet seat at all and like look at it or move it and wash your hands because you moved it. It's funny you say that about the. Uh... Not putting the top down, that is definitely... So I put everything down, you know, so everything's fully closed off when I'm done. But you're right, my wife does leave the top always up. I never thought about it. I always, I always feel like I'm going around the house. It's like turning lights off all the time, and I'm closing, you know, putting lids down on toilets, you know. It's, I don't know, it's kind of funny. I feel like turning into my father, like, with the light switch, you know, like, going throughout the house. Like every goddamn light in your house is on. It's like, you turn all the lights off upstairs and you come downstairs. It's like, oh, I didn't even think about it. It's like, yeah, obviously. It's driving me crazy, though. <laughs> it's like, I can't shut kitchen cabinets. I just leave all my kitchen cabinets and closets open. I don't know why. Yeah, we already did that. We lived together. It's really crazy. 
Oh, it's still it's still happening. <laughs> I, I poke myself in the eye like daily with these kitchen cabinets. I swear there's like a ghost in my house that like opens them up every day. It's ridiculous. I was just thinking about how I've lived with Mike and Ben has lived with Mike and Rudy, and like I've never lived with Ben or Rudy, right? Correct. We've all lived together, but never together or not all. Not, not. Yeah, the Venn diagram is no, not the Venn diagram is like one hundred percent overlapping. Yeah. Huh. So my other I was story. Just smoking okay. some legal Michigan marijuana. <laughs> <laughs> so my other story. Probably, um, probably why we're all still friends. Yeah, there's some of that for sure. Um, so we were sitting down here the other day. I forget what day it was. Wednesday, maybe a Thursday. Wednesday, I think it was, well, it was Wednesday. So we're sitting in the living room or whatever, and also Harris gets up and goes into the kitchen, and Nelly's in here, her dog, and there's, you know, he's talking with Nelly or whatever, and, you know, and all of a sudden he's here like, hey, Nelly, let's go outside, and I was like, okay, well, he can't open the door. And all of a sudden I hear the lock flip, and door open, and like, oh my, I'm like, what the fuck? So I, you know, run out here, and he's, you know, they run up to the top of the garage, or the top of the driveway. I'm like, all right, that's, you know, I was like, okay, well, Harris can open, unlock the doors now, you know, that's a problem. And then, like, kind of like, okay, I gotta solve this solution. I was like, all right, you know, everybody, let's go back inside. So then he starts running down the driveway towards the door. And he gets to, like, even with the door, and just keeps going down the driveway towards the street. So I kind of like, all right, so kind of, like, he's not, okay, he'll stop. So I kind of start kind of jogging towards the end of the driveway, and he's about, you know, 10 feet from him. I'm like, oh, he's not stopping. And, you know, we're on a pretty busy street. So all of a sudden, I just, I just start sprinting, like, right at, like, the edge of our driveway. He's still going full bore, like, right in the street. I, just, I grab him by his, you know, shirt, the back of the shirt, he kind of falls, you know, to his knees or whatever. And I spanked him pretty hard, and I was, like, you know, trying to scare him on the street. I was just like, this is, you know, okay, now I can put, like, some kind of, um, like, you know, like apartment locks, you know, like the hotel locks, you know, like the, the chain link ones or whatever. I don't know if there's a term for them. So, you know, we can put those on our doors. So you can't, you know, it's like, and then, so, in the mornings, you know, a lot of times, Sammy gets up early and goes to work, you know, maybe an hour or so before I do. So then he usually sleeps through that, so we were both, you know, sleeping or whatever. Usually he gets up and comes in, and then we kind of, you know, start a day or whatever. And so on Thursday morning, you know, I woke up, she left, you know, said goodbye or whatever, and then I went back to bed, and then, you know, it's like, Harris is still asleep, it's like, yeah, so all of a sudden, I get up a little bit later, and I can hear him, you know, screaming downstairs, I come downstairs, and he's, you know, trying to open the door, just the handle, but not thinking that he knows how to unlock the lock, and I was like, okay, so now he can get up out of bed, come downstairs, unlock the door, and get out the house as a three-year-old, it's like, okay, yeah, we need to make some serious security enhancements because that's going to be a bad news, I feel like. Wow, that's scary. Yeah. <laughs> so now it's like this morning I just got up at whatever, 6.30, and just, you know, when he got up and just hung out with him or whatever, it's like, I don't like it up that early. Did you ask him why? Like, is that a relevant question or like? Mm, no, probably not. I mean, it's just he misses mom because still, well, we went out to dinner Wednesday night, so... Uh, my mom babysat, but he didn't see us from whatever six thirty on Wednesday night, and then he didn't see Sammy in the morning. So if he doesn't see mommy for that long of a period of time, he kind of loses his shit. Needs that mommy time. Needs those hugs. Mm. So we got to uh, up in the security here in the Roach household. Yeah, I can speak to that. I mean, my kids are opening the doors, going like crazy out the door. I just, I was putting Ollie down for a nap, and then all of a sudden, I just hear this, like, 
opening and closing. I'm like, what's that? And I, I know what it is because I know my house. And I'm like, that's a door. <laughs> so I like drop him and I like, run downstairs. And she's like halfway down the stairs, like going to the street. I'm like, right <laughs> here. And I grab her. And, and, but yeah, we have to. We have the top lock, so we lock those now. We deadbolt it every day because they will open the doors. I mean, they know they're not supposed to do it and they're trying to do it. Because That's, the just, more you say no or the more that they know that they're not supposed to do it, the more they're going to try to do it, like, nonstop. Story of my life. <laughs> Sweet. Well, anybody have anything they're really looking forward to next month? Something on the horizon that is just fucking... Sparkle in your eye. Fishing over next Saturday. Woo! Yeah. Where are you gonna fish? Melissa. Yeah! Fuck yeah! Lake Melissa in Detroit Lakes, Minnesota, <laughs> where sunshine comes from. Also, if you guys weren't aware, the song Rainbow Country by Bob Marley, written about Detroit Lakes, Minnesota. <laughs> May or not be true. <laughs> I have absolutely nothing I'm looking forward to, by the way. Oh, I'm Jesus. trying to find something. Jesus. No, absolutely nothing. Just it's day by day over here at the Gill household. I did a real mind fuck the other day on whatever the Thursday or Wednesday whatever it was, and I was like writing something, I was like, fuck it's May? It's like good lord, like time goes too fast. What have I done with my year? Yeah, more or less. Literally. It's almost, I mean, what have I done? I mean, summer's almost over. <laughs> yeah, no shit. Doc's not even out yet. Summer's almost over. I'll just be in the same shithole with all surrounded by garbage then as I am now. When are you playing so your friends? <laughs> uh, we have, uh, the gar- Curses are doing really good with the seeds. Um, we've got, like, I don't know, probably eight varieties of tomato this year. Um, I've got some good pepper plants that have been growing for a long time inside. It'll go outside. Uh, Engelhart yellow cherry tomatoes. If you guys want a really easy to grow tomato that won't even like make it into your house because you're eating them all in the garden, <laughs> I recommend that one. Uh, and um, I, but I, I'm looking forward to that. But I'm kind of like you know like it's a lot of work when you start the garden this spring. What I'm really looking forward to is uh, me and my buddy Lucas. Last weekend, we made some straw mushroom logs and laundry baskets. Um, so we took uh, straw that we bought, and we chopped it all up with a weed whipper, and then we pasteurized it in hot water, and then we let it cool down, and then we stuffed it into laundry baskets, and, uh, one each, and then these long, narrow tubes of plastic, clear plastic, to make, like, straw logs. And while we were stuffing it in there, we put an oyster mushroom mycelium. And so, over the next few weeks, I would say within hopefully three weeks, four weeks, I will have oyster mushrooms growing out of these straw logs. So I'm looking forward to oyster mushrooms. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Mike, you have is that an edible mushroom? I mean, you can eat it, yeah. It's just for, like... Cuisine. Yeah, there's some health benefits from moisture mushrooms as well, but yeah, they won't make you hallucinate. I'm working on that. <laughs> That's phase two. <laughs> uh, Did you already grow shiitakes, right? 
I bought a log oh, that okay. somebody else made, gotcha. and I grew them in my house, but I did less of the process than this one. Gotcha. So. Those are training wheels. Mm-hmm. I want to buy some, Finny. <laughs> You're going to buy some mushrooms from me? Yep. Cool. That's tight. Let's I'm, I'm into it. Yeah. Uh, yeah it's an option money. <laughs> <laughs> Sweet. You can spend it on my mushrooms anytime. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta do it this month. Don't know what next uh, month's gonna be. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's pretty tight. Um, Rudy, I think you need to think of something you're looking forward to, at least by the next month. That should be your goal for this month. Find something to look forward to for next month. <laughs> okay, we will do. We'll do. Should make a trip to uh, Michigan, Ohio. Yeah, yeah, that's definitely a possibility. Something to look forward to. Mike, you got anything on the horizon? I know I've asked you three times, but you never said no, so. <laughs> uh, oh, did, did you ask me? I had to let the dog. I'm sorry. Oh, it's cool. No, I, I just got slipped by. Uh, I didn't have any travel. I, I'm going to Vegas on Monday. Ooh. I'm trying to stack up like Ben did, maybe, hopefully, instead of lose that much. But I'm going to Vegas on Monday and coming back on Thursday. And I don't have any travel for the next weeks, which is going to be awesome. That's fucking tight. I've been hoping like 48 hours a week with kids and, and family, so I'm looking forward to being home for a good minute. You guys coming in here anytime this summer? Uh, late July. We're going to avoid the forest and go for like probably a week and a half or almost two weeks in late July and drive up. Is my audio still bad? It's better than it's better, it was before. Yeah. It's actually the best it's been the whole time, I think. <laughs> uh, I, I thought it was like really good before. I got a few years so. All right. I'll figure it out next. Are you on like Wi-Fi? Yeah, I'm, so I'm on the same surface. I was. Um, I think I gotta I gotta get a new mic. I'm using my. I've got a good pair of over-the-ear headphones um, that that I really like for like listening to music and shit. And I'm using those. They they get. I think it's pretty good. I don't know. So you're on you're on headphones in connected to your computer or your phone. Phone. What are you on, Ben? I'm just talking on my iPad. On your iPad and hooked up to your wireless? Yeah. With a speaker or just on your iPad's microphone or whatever? Just my iPad microphone. And my phone's next to me recording the voice memos. Rudy? Uh, I'm just using my earbuds on my uh, phone. Cool. So you... Rudy's... So Rudy and I got to get figured out for next time. <laughs> I think so, yeah. <laughs> is, is mine bad? I guess that's the question. Is my audio bad? It's been pretty good. Other, other than when you were walking around or something a couple minutes ago, otherwise it's been fine. Okay. Yeah, I was goofing around for a minute. <laughs> Mine's worse than Rudy. Uh, yeah, yours was the worst, Mike, for sure. Yours, like When you were telling the story where you're actually like sharing something meaningful, we could hardly understand what you were saying at all. It sucks. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, have, I have no idea what happened to me with 
so poor kid. So poor kid. I have no idea what, what happened with Twan and his child, but no clue. Uh, Twan's friend's child, right? Or is it Twan's child? No, it was Twan's, yeah. Oh, was... Uh, Matt News. Yeah. I got that much at least. Uh, should I try to do a bumper then? Or does anyone have anything else they'd like to say for the evening? For uh, while we're on the call? Yeah, we're probably about just under an hour 30 right now. We could probably wrap it up. Does anyone else say anything? Cool. Then we can talk about the podcast a little, how it goes. So we have bonus content for our subscribers on <laughs> Patreon. <laughs> <laughs> our two, oh, our two non-podcast, our two non-podcast member listeners. We gotta get on iTunes, man. I didn't know we weren't on iTunes. No, iTunes is bullshit. That's bogus. Bullshit. No, that's the number one Stitcher. podcast app. You, no, you're not a real podcast app. Okay, I disagree with that. Oh. Whatever. It's the most popular, yeah. most most used one. Um, yeah, so, but even a podcast, um, so Barcelona Sports has a whatever, million podcasts, and so a new one that they came out took them... So, you know, they have, you know, millions of downloads on their podcast, you know, whatever, sweet. And the, you know, a new one that they put out took them, like, two weeks to get on iTunes. So, it's not just... iTunes is just really slow, I think. And that's... But we're on basically every... I, ones I haven't heard of before, but I just... I use Spotify, but whatever. Are we on Stitcher, Rudy? Is that, did you get through Stitcher? Yeah, I was using Stitcher. Yeah, that's, I, I sent you guys all the ones. They sent, were sending me emails when we got added to new stuff or whatever. So, pretty much everything within, like, 24 to 36 hours after I posted it got uploaded to whatever platform, but... Uh, yeah, I, I, I feel pretty awesome when I'm like, I'm going to do a podcast. And people are like, no way. I'm like, yeah, it's me and my, it's me and my friends talking on the phone. Like, I, I know. I was at a friend's house and I forget what, something we talked about last month or whatever. And this came up and like, like literally almost basically the same way we phrased it last time. I was like, actually, I was just talking about this podcast last week. <laughs> <laughs> Just, oh, you podcast? And I was like, oh yeah, you can download, download, subscribe, and rate, and rank, or review. <laughs> I give it one star. <laughs> <laughs> For our unedited episode zero, we talk about how we want to make a podcast. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, cool. Uh, well, I'm going to try to do a bumper then, I guess. Do it. All right. Hey, four feckless friends, listeners. I hope you enjoyed this very rough draft of a podcast that we're trying to create, where really you're just listening to th- four old friends uh, talk about life and how we get through it, and in, in hopefully in a fun way. Uh, thank you for joining us this evening, and uh, hopefully in the future, you find something better to do with your time. <laughs> Cheers. <laughs> Cheers. Hey, <laughs> <laughs>